from the latest happenings on the diamond. Still getting on base a lot with walks. We have not seen the power um, as much as we have, but he's having really good at bat. To all the insight and expertise on things outside the ballpark. I mean, yeah, a charcuterie board is just like, you know, peak bougie. Let's just be honest, right? Like, if you really think about the concept, it's like you're just throwing some meat and cheese on a, on a plate. We only turn to one person. Batter up. It's Sophia Minnert on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group's exclusive best used car selection of over 600 of your favorite cars, trucks, and SUVs. Visit any of their eight locations or shop online at ewaldauto.com. Ewald Automotive, where we make it easy. Official time with Sophia Minnert this season as the Brewer season wraps up today. Today? Today's the last game? Today. Hmm. Feels like it ended earlier than that, but it's because it did. Sophia, I digress, as you can tell. How are you doing? So we've been discussing the last couple of days. Like, It feels like the fan base is a little apoplectic about the team right now, and maybe that's the letdown of having been in the postseason for the last four years and it being clear as this season kind of went on that this wasn't going to be the year for this squad. How have you interpreted the fans showing up at the ballpark and some of their reactions to how this season kind of clunked to a finish? Yeah, look, I think, um, I mean, first of all, this is, this is a fan base that has been extremely loyal. Right. And so I think, you know, this is part of what comes with expectations. Um, You know, this team came in with really high expectations after winning 95 games last year and winning the division. And, you know, uh, unfortunately they were you know, bounced early in the NLDS to the team that would eventually go on and, and win the world series with the Atlanta Braves. So, you know, this team, they came in with very similar expectations, right? They, they felt like they were running it back with pretty much the same team, um, added some position players in there. And, and I think, look, a season, it's never about one thing. Um, there, were, there were a couple reasons of why this team didn't ultimately accomplish their goal. And I think, you know, for the fans, this is when you expect things and they don't happen. I, I understand that there's inevitable disappointment, frustration, confusion. Um, you know, it, 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 you know, test your loyalty. I, I, get, I get all of that as a fan. Um, you know, but, and, and again, for the most part, I think you have to look at the big picture and then say, like, there were a lot of positives from this year, but ultimately they just they didn't get the, the goal done of getting into the postseason again. Sophia, who are some of the free agents that you don't think will be back next year? Um, well, it's, you know, this is where the roster construction gets really interesting is they really don't have many true free agents. Um, they have 18 players that will be going into arbitration, which is an even bigger number than what they had last year, meaning those players are under team control. Um, and, you know, they will get bumps in their contracts and all of that, but they don't have as much control as a free agent. Um, you know, in terms of true free agents, um, you're looking at catcher Omar Narvaez, you're looking at Andrew McCutcheon, uh, Jace Peterson, Taylor Rogers, uh, who they acquired in the trade deadline, and uh, Trevor Rosenthal, who we actually, um, he was also acquired at the trade deadline, and we didn't see him pitch this year because of injury. So um, it's a pretty short list of, of true free agents. Um, you know, we'll see kind of what decisions they make on those. I think the bigger question for them in terms of the roster construction is, just the number of arbitration eligible guys 
um, you know, the, the salary bumps that they're going to get and kind of what that means for what they're able to do in terms of adding guys moving forward. Yeah, because there should be some money that opens up with, I mean, they were paying Lorenzo Cain this year. Obviously, mm-hmm. the money they you, you thought that you would have earmarked potentially for arbitration for Josh Hader, who was traded away. Is most of that money going to be going to the guys who are going to be getting bumps in their contracts? Or are they going to be able to go out and try to get an impact bat to try to help this offense? I think probably both are going to have to be true. I mean, look, the the existing rosters is definitely they're going to get bumped. You know, I mean, you're talking about 18 players. I think last year the number was 12. Um, so you, you've got guys entering the arbitration system for the first time. Um, I, I forgot to mention, too, they have to make a decision on Colton Wong and uh, Brad Boxberger. There's club options on their contracts as well. So, you know, this all plays into the math, and this was what, um, happened with the payroll last year is just the sheer this is you know this is part of like this is the great part of having a a core of players that come up together um, and now they're getting into the window where all of these players are entering into these years of arbitration or multiple years of arbitration so guys like Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns Freddie Peralta Willie Adamas Luis Rios I mean it's like you could basically go around the diamond of of these arbitration eligible players that to their credit, they have performed very well, um, and that is a good thing. They've helped this team win a lot of games. Um, but, you know, like, like any other uh, performance industry, you want to be compensated for that, and there's, there's raises that come with that. Sophia Minnetta has done a great job breaking down the Brew Crew for us. Brew Crew, Brew Crew, Brew Crew for us all season long. But she is not just one-dimensional. She does not just handle the baseball for us. Sophia, I got to get your take because in your open that Ashton Rotman so so famously put together, you talk about the charcuterie board. And apparently the charcuterie board is being replaced. I don't know if you've seen this, but apparently according to TikTok, which is the arbiter of all things now, we are not doing charcuterie boards anymore. Now we are doing butter boards, and I need to get your opinion. Oh, what now? What is on... a butter board? There's also cream cheese board. Is that like a butter burger? Not exactly. What does that mean? Yeah, so what they're doing is, as opposed to putting all of the little accoutrement on there, right, with the nuts and the fruit and the this and the meat and the cheese and whatnot and the honey and da 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 jam, they are putting butter Butter on the board. Ugh. Just butter, smearing it on the board, and then maybe putting some nuts on it. <laughs> It can't be that easy, Drew. It can't be that it easy. It really is. is. <laughs> really is. And then they are that you're you're pairing it with a basket of bread or crackers or something, and you're literally just dragging your bread through the butter board. Oh. Sophia, where do you stand on the on the new trend that is the butter board? That's that's a hard pass for me. That's uh, I'm I'm not interested in in like pools of butter. Um, that just no. That's a no for me. Um, I mean, couldn't we come up with other foods? Like, first of all, that sounds messy. And like, you know, part of I think the appeal of the charcuterie board is like also it like looks pretty, right? It's like aesthetically pleasing to look at. And then you've got all of your little snacks on the board as well. Like, I don't get that vibe from a butter board. Like, uh, that just uh... looks very messy, fatty, greasy. I was also like, I frankly, I don't know enough about the butter industry. Like, how many different kinds of butter are there really? There's like, a lot. Of, there's I'm a lot sure. of different types. Sophia. Okay, this is, I was like, this is where Ash the foodie comes in. Yeah, oh, and, there, and <laughs> Ashton, I want I want him to give you the the background and give you some insight as to because they are very aesthetically appealing, right? Yeah. They're very pretty. So, okay, so, right. so, okay. so what they do is 
sandwich. What they do, Sophia, is they, they take butter and they do like little dollops almost in different designs on the charcuterie boards, the wood the wooden cutting boards. They do designs almost flowers, bursts, and then they drizzle, drizzle like uh, olive oil on top or red pepper flakes, stuff like honey. that. Honey. Yeah, honey's a good one. And then you surround okay. it with whatever it is. So it looks really pretty and it's still easy to get the butter. You're not getting a pooly mess, the greasy mess. It's like, it's almost like softened butter is what you're getting out of it. So it's, it's creamy. Okay. It's usable. It's way over the top and I no one should ever do it. However, I'm not against it, and I love butter, so I'm very for it. And also, there's cream cheese boards, which is the same concept. I don't know why people are doing this, but I'm in. I mean, who's anti-butter? What is Sophia butter so bad for you? Um, I mean, it's dairy. It's in the no, food pyramid. Butter's great for you. Butter's on the, the pyramid of foods. Look, if the charcuterie if the charcuterie board was named the microphone board, no one would eat it. <laughs> the only reason you eat it is because it's called charcuterie board. <laughs> What, right? you feel like it like gives you an opportunity to be bougie? Yes. Right? I'm fancy. It's a cheese board. <laughs> cheese and meat. <laughs> yeah. you know? I, think, I think that's the point I was making in the open, right? Like, we've made it really fancy and yeah. bougie. And, like, we just keep adding layers to it with, like, again, the presentation and what do you put around the board and all of, like, the side items. When, like, in reality, it's, like, didn't we eat? The, like, wasn't this a lunchable? Yes. So what they're doing is elevating <laughs> like, buttered bread. Exactly. Right. But who doesn't like buttered That's bread? What I'm saying. You we go do, over yeah. to the cheesecake factory and they bring you that brown loaf, right? All diced up and oh. warm with the butter. But we need they bring a, you the we need a new. I don't understand it. Like my daughter's having her uh, homecoming pictures at the house Saturday with a bunch of people, and everyone's bringing vegetable. Isn't we need to move on from? Ve- Where's a Dorito tray? <laughs> Am I, I would, right? I or something? I've seen people do that. Actually. Dorito charcuterie. I, I thought one of the greatest things one of the listeners said is for an appetizer, he went to McDonald's and got twenty-eight cheeseburgers and put them on a wooden board, and they were all gone. Of course they were. Who would you that? That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah I'm telling me, me like a chicken nuggets board. Oh, you know, oh that would. Give me, give me like a chicken nuggets board, or like essentially like a Saz's sampler platter, right? That yes. like you go eat at any of the festivals in the summer. Like, little, isn't that wings what over really here? Love? Some mott sticks over there. Some tendies yeah. over here. I'm sorry. Some I'm... curds, you know, maybe some oh, onion. I mean, you could like go good. wild with the fried items. You're telling me over there, yeah. Mister. I treat my body as a temple. You're complaining about the vegetables people are bringing into your house, and you want Doritos instead. When's the last time you actually had a Dorito? It's been a while, but I eat like crap on the weekends. <laughs> Can we talk about the I, best flavored Doritos that exist? Uh, cool Ranch. Absolutely Cool uh, Ranch. Spicy no, sweet no, chili. Yeah, yeah the, the purple bag. The purple I haven't bag. had the purple bag. Oh, it's the purple bag. Everyone needs to go out and buy some right now. Spicy sweet chili, greatest Doritos to ever exist. Uh, I will say this about the Cool Ranch Dorito, okay? You can't ever eat them and, and, and pretend that you didn't, okay? No, the no, there's no, yeah, there's no, there's no hiding okay. the evidence there. The smell. Why? It's worse you're than the breath? Cheetos, right? The oh, Cheetos, yeah, you get the orange fingers. You. Like Van and, then you, and then you wipe them on the couch and you're like, I wasn't eating Cheetos, really? Your handprints on the couch in the orange dust. Sophia, we appreciate you all season long. Thanks for being our insider for the Milwaukee Brewers. And hopefully the next time we chat, we will have better things to discuss regarding that team. Yes. And uh, thanks, you guys, for having me on all season. It was a lot of fun. Um, I'm, I'm always here for food, hot takes in the off season. So thank you guys for, uh, for having me on all season. 